0: Forever, dog. I've got uh, a handful of mooning stories that people sent in. Okay, that are yeah, they're they're really good. There's a lot of good ones here, and I also did a uh, I also made a PowerPoint about the history of mooning. Um, oh my <laughs> god! So um, good. I got a couple slides. Is that what you
1: did when your wife was practicing like her <laughs> yeah. breathing and her like yeah. birth plan? You were like, shut up! I have stuff too. I'm giving birth to a project that means a lot to me.
2: Hitler sucks Everything I hear Sucks his
1: Everything early, his, Even Everything. his early work Even his early work He
2: sucked as a painter He just sucked And I'm not afraid to go on the record with that This guy sucked And I know And I'm even going to go further and say like I know you're usually supposed to say the, the views of this show Are not necessarily the views of double threat or the forever dog podcast network yeah i don't care i'm Mm -hmm. saying right now the forever dog podcast network is going on record as saying hitler sucked
1: you should talk to joe before you
2: that's true or the other guy keith
1: (laughs) clammy the one who died hey uh, it's great it is with a heavy heart yeah we announced the retiring of our beloved clammy
2: yeah clammy who's clammy (laughs) The fuck Guys, is
1: Clammy? It's been and great what is, working with you. What Wait, he we worked with us? you? What did we do? <laughs>
2: we worked. I didn't know I worked. I didn't know what I did, worked with you.
1: What did Clammy do? Did he mix the theme song or something?
2: It's been a privilege. The thing we built together was so made. it's like, what?
1: Part parting is such sweet sorrow. Yeah. The worst it was from Joe. It wasn't even from Clammy himself. No. Look,
2: they made this guy up. To to be a tax dodge
1: for us to be like
2: <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a tax dodge. They just made it's like up some the,
1: guy. It's like trading places. Yeah,
2: they're just like, hey everyone, uh, it's Joe and Brett from Forever Dog. We just want to say, Clammy took all the money. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize. We really got duped by Clammy. We don't know where he is right now, but he's got all he's got all your money. Clammy's got it. <laughs> then it's just like and we're just like, oh no, Julie, I feel so bad for Joe and, and Brett. Clammy really uh Clammy really took him to the cleaners. Then then we're just like, hey, wait a minute. You go over Brett's and you see the Clammy costume in the corner. <laughs>
1: It looks like a mess. It's one of those costumes where like a giant hat covers the head and the yeah. face is drawn on the belly. Yeah.
2: Why does Clammy look like Tony Clifton? <laughs>
0: I just want to be. I just want to clarify that that uh, the, the clammy uh, bit is in reference to uh, Forever Dogs' uh, former beloved CEO Gary, uh, who <laughs> <laughs> who uh, uh, gave <laughs> us several several great years of service uh, uh, no before moving on. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Gary. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, Gary. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. We learned it
2: really is we like to, a first gonna... from Sir with love thing with me and Julie and we're, Gary we're, from Forever. We're gonna Dug.
1: have to start every episode with a I I pledge. A Allegiance
0: to, to Gary. the
1: Gary yeah. who started this forever dog, yeah. and to the well, it, it Gary who didn't start it. But. Well, what did he do? What, yeah, what did he do? <laughs> if this dude didn't if start he didn't it, start it, then what was he? What was he doing behind the scenes? And don't give me that. Oh, he pulled the string. It's like a plumber. What's that expression? when you do your job no one notices and when you screw up there's shit everywhere was that gary's job
2: you want to know what gary's deal was gary gary in the in in the parlance of the irishman julie
1: painted houses gary
2: painted houses <laughs> he, somebody gets out of line one of these podcast guys gets out of line suddenly gary's like boy you got a problem.
1: Be, you got a. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you got a nice house yeah, here. It'd be a shame yeah. if someone painted yeah. it.
2: No, nice podcast network here. Oh, now we're talking. Shame if somebody with a can of gasoline, <laughs> Gary's at Max Fun with a can of gasoline. Funny thing about petrol, you spread it around. You light a little match. Next thing you know, you're not doing no podcasts, are you? <laughs> i think they just got scared of gary like joe (laughs) and brett are like
1: gary got too big for his britches
2: like gary just (laughs) gary just went over and uh gary just beat the shit out of everybody over at earwolf like thrashed everyone and it's just like maybe we should not made gary ceo
1: (laughs) We just pay him off to leave us alone. He
2: won't go. Unless
1: they unless they killed him. Yeah.
2: Unless they, they might have killed Gary. Gary might be in the Pacific <laughs> Ocean somewhere.
1: Hello, LAPD. Yeah. It's me, Tom Sharpling, yeah. again. Yeah. No, don't worry. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to file a missing persons report.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you two, you two getting a little chicken, eh? You don't want me to take care of business no more, right? <laughs> I went over, I just beat the tar out of Jesse Thorne. <laughs> like, he's just a tax podcaster. And then
1: Brett and Joe start getting worried because every night their phone's ringing it. and <laughs> it's scary. he's like, just wanted to say goodnight. Yeah. Sleep well.
2: He's like good news Mate I just got a Podcast on the network Tom Sizemore is gonna Start doing a show and I ran into Him at a bar last night
1: Uh, Brett and Joe are like
2: We don't want Tom Sizemore Gary's
1: hanging out with Tom Sizemore
2: Yeah apparently Tom Sizemore Is the (laughs) flagship show of our network Now
1: I got news Yeah yeah. Good news and bad news Phil Spector's Dead. I was gonna
2: say Phil Spector I swear <laughs> Julie If I was ever
1: If and you and, and I the, were
2: ever on the same page more I was On the On my lips was Phil Spector
1: That was the bad news And then guess who I was about to say Was the good news Who could do a show on Forever Dog Who No, Guess Raw, But Blake
2: Oh Robert Blake Yeah <laughs> Great news. Robert Blake's doing a show on the network now. He's the host of Race Chasers. (laughs) Great great news. It's now called Robert Blake's Race Chasers. (laughs) (laughs) But he don't want none of this drag stuff no more. He wants to talk about spaghetti and...
1: (laughs) Ladies in <laughs> restaurants.
2: He wants to talk about his uh, carbonara with the with the with the spinach. His and then famous the second, dish.
1: The second half of the podcast is just him licking knives. <laughs>
2: it's him licking knives from that restaurant where he, yeah, where he had his dish. What was the name of his dish, Brett? Do you remember? Oh, enough
1: the top of my head, let me let me look. Charlie Charlie potatoes gratin Yeah.
2: You listen to me, Charlie Potatoes, when he called uh, Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan, Charlie Potatoes, still one of the great
1: somethings of something. Yeah. Yeah. He changes race chasers into knife lickers.
2: <laughs> Robert Blake's knife lickers. And then they're just like, it's popular. Did you see the numbers on Robert Blake's <laughs> knife lickers?
0: I think we and got a Joe's hit like, on our hands. We,
1: we still got to get rid of Gary somehow. Yeah.
0: It's uh Blake uh it was uh Vitello's in Studio City. Vitello's is where he would eat, and there's apparently a dish there named after him. That must be the one that he liked, um, which is like a spinach pasta dish. Uh, that's now what? it's still on the menu. It says named after Robert Blake. Great It's still job. named
2: after him on the
0: menu. That's what it says here. Yeah.
1: I just want to say, LA, you're great in a lot of ways, but in other ways, you Even don't understand worse. the good fame versus the bad
2: fame. No, people out here people out here oh my god i went to get i went to a, a first of all i went to a winchell's donut the donut situation out here is
1: oh it's outrageous you guys have more donuts yeah. per capita i mean it's an ex, it's it's a donut lover's dream
2: it, it really it's just like for this place it's supposed to be all about appearance and stuff i've never mm-hmm. seen more hamburger and donut
1: oh my places
2: god. on the planet absolutely than the, here. It's the
1: first thing you should it's the first thing you see when you get when you drive away from LAX is that giant donut from the Mars Attacks? Um- oh yeah,
2: no, that's the donut. Mars Attacks. Iron Man has sat on top of that donut.
1: Wow, that sounds like a thrilling moment. It was a pretty movie. fun
2: moment in the movie when he sat on a donut. <laughs> All right,
1: now Tony Stark's gonna like sit on that donut, and then we're gonna pick up from where we left off. Does yeah. he lay an egg?
2: <laughs> hey, maybe we could cut this scene where Tony Stark sits on a donut on that donut uh, at- It is by the airport
1: i told you Uh, i walked out of iron man
2: um boy you missed it then
1: i know so wait you were talking about going to get a donut I go
2: in this place to get a donut i'm just like i want a donut today i'm gonna go get a donut these guys go and these guys get through the door in front of me like one of those things you know when you're trying to go in a place and somebody gets in just ahead of you and you're just like Oh, damn it. I'm behind this person now.
1: Yeah. Or just go ahead, asshole. This is clearly more important to you. Yeah.
2: But, but I, I just like, I knew these guys were going to take forever. These two, like.
1: It's more than one.
2: Yeah. There's two guys and they're, they go in and they go, uh, yeah, we want to get a dozen donuts.
1: They're going to pick them like individually. Right. They're going to say each. Julie. They have have 12, right? The one guy
2: took his phone out and called. He's no. like, he's like yeah yeah we're at the donut shop what do you want for tomorrow what donuts do you want
1: come on for tomorrow for
2: tomorrow morning they're buying these donuts for tomorrow morning they took so long in this donut place going donut by donut through the thing i thought it was in that mr show sketch yeah. when bob And yep. it was worse than I that want
1: a plain donut I want a frosted donut. The guy's
2: on the phone going, going, so what do you want? And the guy on the phone's just like, "Oh, like a crawler. It's yeah. like, okay, one uh one one crawler, one glazed twist. That, or they call it out in, here a glazed yeah. twist.
1: Weird. Okay. And then I, like,
2: what else you want? Uh, apple, apple crumble. Apple you got an apple crumble? Yeah, one of those. And they were going so slow with it. It just was like, and it's, that's not, it's not, it's not uncommon. It's like, it's like, it's like they're. No one's in a rush out
1: there. No one's in a rush out there. They're like,
2: they're like hillbillies a little bit. Beverly hillbillies.
1: I I remember the show. Well, you, you wish you were in the Mr. Show sketch. You wish you were in the scene from boogie nights. You could take out your, uh, your piece. Bang, bang. Yeah.
2: Get when uh, when uh, when Don Cheadle had yep. free run of that donut. Show. The problem with that, if I was in that moment, I probably would have just grabbed donuts and ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I would have reached. I would have reached over.
1: You're, pre- and you're this, pregnant. Your pregnant. Yeah, wife in the would, car I would, would have be like,
2: Six donuts. Six more donuts." Yeah, in that looking all cash in the thing, It'd be just like cash. Then my eye goes over the other way. <laughs> <laughs> donuts, cash,
1: Chris- Christmas, donuts, donuts. Christmas yeah. donuts too. And,
2: and then I would just be like, what good is money? Really?
1: Come back. Blood splattered. Yeah.
2: Blood splatters, blood on these donuts.
0: Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ship station.
2: If anybody says Boogie Nights is their favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie, isn't it like a giveaway?
1: That they don't like Paul Thomas Anderson? or that
2: they, Yeah, maybe they don't like him, or maybe they're just on a different wavelength than you are.
1: I think, the, first of all, I think it's you are, because I still am like a pre-Johnny Greenwood. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I prefer his John Bryan movies.
2: Okay.
1: I like There Will Be Blood, but you're a way bigger uh pta fan as far as like the second like the his later career yeah
2: i mean i think is i think phantom threat is his best movie
1: i know you love that part where she makes an omelet and gives him diarrhea
2: (laughs) i love it because it's basically about a movie about diarrhea where
1: (laughs) frank zappa should have scored it johnny green whoever
2: suddenly you get that movie it's just like instead of like the score of just like uh, da, na, 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 na. So that's like boom 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 <laughs> stuck in a gas station bathroom <laughs> but like gas station bathroom? Like how is that how is that fitting this movie? <laughs> Got the Hershey squirts tonight <laughs> There baby. we go
1: There we, <clears throat> there we them, go And now got, we're on the yeah, same page. Got
2: them Hershey squirt blues And you're just like This has nothing to do with the movie That's it taking kind place It
1: does My baby made me an omelette After I sew, sew, uh, sewed some clothes
2: <laughs> Yeah Sewing some clothes <laughs> Eating an omelette got the hershey squirt blues you
1: do the math (laughs) i'm on the toilet again
2: yeah and then um and then you have like the studios watching the first screening of it and they're just like look we got one big note are you sure you want all this frank (laughs) zappa running through this period this british early 50s period piece about (laughs) uh about high fashion
1: and and dark love and you you look over there and all of a sudden paul thomas anderson has like the mustache goatee combo new
2: paul thomas anderson movie this christmas
1: what's it about
2: 70s uh growing up in the valley in the 70s
1: Right, what you know.
2: And it seems like it's going to be good. I hear things.
1: hmm You got your ear to the ground out there.
2: A little bit.
1: I got my ear to the ground here, and it's people screaming on the subway. I put my ear on top of that subway grate. I hear bloody murder. hmm And then Andrew Cuomo humping the train, the top of the train, like in speed. Yeah counter-reeves gets on the top of the train only he's just like humping it and saying forget forget about it after every thrust
2: when andrew cuomo and chris cuomo were doing their 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 laurel and hardy routines on those Mm -hmm. things shouldn't just everyone over at cnn just be ashamed now that they let them do like straight up straight up vaudeville. straight up vaudeville routines where they would tease each other when it's just like
1: mom <laughs> likes you best yeah. mom hates yeah. you that kind of yeah. stuff it's
2: like the sm—yeah, the smothers brothers
1: well you, if you didn't like that the curtis leewa debates are really gonna bum you out because i think he has like giant clown shoes he's got like a squirting flower
2: what's the what's the, what are the odds of him winning uh becoming mayor curtis well Leeu. the odds
1: ain't the odds ain't good but the goods are odd
2: i'm pulling for him. i know i want to I want a curtis lewa mike richards uh ticket mayoral ticket for new york city even though mike richards clearly is not from new york city Wait, what 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 all of a sudden everybody loves jeopardy
1: I had no idea old. how invested I was in Jeopardy until this thing happened. And then I wasn't sure how much of it was the pandemic mm-hmm. and how much of it was. But for some reason, when Mike Richards chose himself, I just lost my mind. And mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, you're, you know, we'll all be dead in, you know, three years tops. But if, you know, down the road, we're going to look back and we're going to think, wow, I really cared a lot about that.
2: About Jeopardy.
1: About him picking himself being so unfair yeah
2: no it's gross it's it's wildly it's wildly and that, gross
1: and what the what was the name of his podcast the random d-u-m-b podcast did forever dog pass on that one or did they not were you outbid we, we were
0: outbid we tried to get it i mean um you know because a lot of this stuff's taken out of context you listen to the whole thing you know it's, it's actually it was actually pretty good a pretty good show um so still upset that we got outbid on that one
1: no, he might be available.
2: Yeah, he might. You might be able to afford it now. Send Gary over to negotiate with Mike Richards. <laughs> if well, Gary if he Clams. was still with us,
1: Gar- Gary Clams. That's why I called him Clammy. I forgot his last mm-hmm. name was Clams. Good old
2: Clammy over there. Um It's a weird time we're in where these things show up and and have the ability to take literally all of our attention. Hmm. And I fall for it also, even though I'm just like my, and it took all of my attention to take the, to take the position that I don't care about Jeopardy and yeah. I don't care who a host is. That's an investment of, for me to take that stand. I know. I mean, look, I do care. I didn't want Mike Richards to be the host either, but it's like, and like, it's sure. It's like, okay, make it LeVar Burton. I what If that's the right person I don't watch the show to even know if he's good or bad Or, or anything
1: I got carried away
2: Do you like LeVar Burton as the host?
1: I like the idea of LeVar Burton as the host I didn't watch those It is kind of weird also that they had guest hosts And they mm-hmm. kind of made America feel like It was American Idol Like they could choose And yes. then they were like Just kidding, you can't choose, it's me Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, they really they really boofed it with that too, in terms of making it seem like there's some sort of vote that was right. non-existent. Because, right. like, oh, hey, it turns out the guy that uh
1: The winner is me. The guy,
2: the, yeah, exactly. Hey, let me oh what me? He opens the envelope. Uh, I guess it's me. I well sure, I guess I'll do and it's in his own handwriting, his name. Really? Yep. Oh okay. The okay, other I've, time I've had with these egg heads, these egg like, heads. oh here we go i just like these phony baloney memora, memorizing people that aren't actually that smart they just memorize the name oh i'm the who's the current president oh i know that it's joe biden <laughs> oh aren't you so smart <laughs> oh aren't you a rocket scientist you just memorized
1: it. <laughs> this is your problem with the crying magician you were mad at him for memorizing who was in every seat.
2: Yeah, I don't even think he was memorizing it. There's somebody flashing a flashlight behind I, him. I think he was memorizing
1: a flashlight.
2: Yeah, sound like yeah that one. This one's over there. That one. They probably got what some in, Mor- code in Morse work. code. Yeah, probably some code. You don't
1: think the audience would re- would know if the lights were flashing around
2: them? Well, not if it's a little teeny tiny pen light. Look, there's no way that guy memorizes two hundred things a night. And if he does, then yeah, he's just memorizing. But I told you what I would do to that guy if I was the show. Just deny that I was the one that wrote the one thing. He'd be like, "And you're someone who feels no."
1: you would be like, "You're the Joker."
2: Yeah, you're. The- no, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's not what I wrote on mine.
1: And then he'd be like, "Well, show me, show me your card," and then you'd rip it up in your pocket.
2: You're a seeker. Nope, not either. Not that either. You're someone who feels lost at a party. Nope, that's wrong again. And then I'd start going eh. you,
1: cr- you crumple it up and just eat it really yeah. fast or I make eat him eat card.
2: it I shove it in his <laughs> mouth really fast Yeah, look, hey, I just did magic he I would made it steal- disappear he would
1: intercept it and look at the card And see that you were lying
2: Yeah He'd be like, oh, 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 Try to get it out of his mouth I'd be like, look, I made the card disappear I guess I'm a magician too <laughs> Then I take that dumb book of his And throw it in the street <laughs> A cab runs over it. <laughs> My book <laughs> gets knocked into a puddle. So wet now. I can't. He's backstage with a blow dryer.
1: <laughs> the pages are all wrinkly. It's like uh, the end of. Back to the future when you realize Doc Brown had taped up that letter.
2: Yeah, that's what it would be. That would be me with his book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go cry again. You're gonna cry because I threw your book in the street.
1: <laughs> Headline, Tom Bully's Crying Magician. <laughs> yeah. Kind of an easy target when you think about it. Yeah. He's already crying and he's a magician.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, headlines, the headline of this episode is mooning. That's right. All of this
2: talk right now had nothing to do with today's episode. But Brett, you got to admit one
0: thing. Yeah, it's gold. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it's just There's- it's absolute gold. Just a never-ending river of gold every week.
1: Never I think ending. he's
2: saying a river. Are you saying like urine? Like it's a river of gold. Well, it would be on. It, it would be it would <laughs> l- loosely on theme. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You've never riffed on Zappa doing pee pee anything. No.
2: Well, don't get me started. We're never I... going to get to the show. Now, today's show came out His, of last week's show. Uh, uh, we we talked about a, a little thread of something. And Julie told her basically your origin story in comedy. <laughs>
1: Don't know if it was that if i was a superhero you mean yeah
2: well it's just the first is it one of the first times you felt the power of making someone laugh
1: sure do you have a story like that
2: yeah i would prank phone call my grandfather and <laughs> just but he they, they it was it was just like i would just like joke around and call and like
1: what would you say
2: um one time I called and I said I was calling from the fire from, like from the fire department <laughs> and we were just seeking donations and and I just was and he was just like, We don't wanna do the like 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 you're being very pushy. And then and like my father would call up and go like, Yeah, that was Tom.
1: <laughs> You'd ask for donations on behalf of the fire department. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, that did, or did, yeah, or what? Or like I said one another time, I was like, because they, they like, they my grandparents did a thing with like collies, like 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 where they had them like as like show dogs, and then I did some call one time where I talked about how I had a collie that I wanted to sell them, (laughs) (laughs) and they're just like, I'm not going to buy, I'm not looking to buy a
1: collie. And
2: just five minutes later, my father. Yeah, it was Tom.
1: Hello. Uh, my name yeah. is. Where did you start it? My name is Milt Morganson, <laughs> it's
2: Something like that. And then I'd just be like. Then I'm I'd be like. yeah. Then we'd go to like eat dinner at their house. And my grandfather would just be like. I tell you, he got me. He got me good with that. That when he said. And he'd like go through it blow by blow. And I was like, yeah, this is the. I think I just got the power of. Yeah. Of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, and but your origin, the moment you realize that power, you I, were, I mean, if
1: that right, if that's the narrative you want to put on it, I'm all for it. But no, I think, I it's, I think
2: it's great. Okay. It's exciting.
1: Okay. okay.
2: You mooned your friend. <laughs> <laughs> you were nine,
1: something like that.
2: And your friend laughed so hard.
1: I think she fell on the floor. Uh huh.
2: And then that got us talking about moon, the concept of mooning.
1: Yes. And, and what it like, what's the best context for it? Mm-hmm. And what is, what are examples from pop culture? I, what, my, what I remember was that I felt like I'd gone too far because I'd never. Um, like witnessed female mooning. I think that was the thing that I realized. Oh, I, I've bro- I've broken the glass ceiling.
2: Mhm. Yeah. You shattered You shattered usually the when norm.
1: you right cuz usually when you see a lady's butt it's because mm. you know it's it was the 80s so she'd be you know mind your own business some creep would be like peeping on her in a comedy and you'd think I'm on his side.
0: And uh, speaking of the glass ceiling, uh, we've got we, we, we got several uh, listeners that submitted uh, stories about mooning, times that they mooned someone, um, a big mooning how episode does, in their life.
1: How does that connect to the glass ceiling? Well, because
0: one of these stories uh, is from Allison, and it, and it is uh, similarly um, uh, a... Uh, Another a,
1: female a, a, mooner?
0: A female mooner mooning uh, mooning <gasps> a female friend, and it involves a glass ceiling. Um, Surface. Uh so there's there's quite a few connections here. Um
1: wait, is this is this pressed hams? Because that's is, yes. something
0: this is this is oh! a this is a pressed ham. Uh although uh, she calls it sliced ham, but similarly, this is a pressed ham mooning. Sliced a, a subgenre about <laughs> know this subgenre time? of mooning.
2: I well, I can put two and two together on this one where you press <laughs> well, your if you butt put on you, the- if you
1: if you put one and one together, you get two butt cheeks. <clears throat>
2: that's true. And so, then you
1: Press them up against a a window and you've got you got your pressed ham situation.
2: We should say welcome to double threat. This is our all
0: star, the double threat tribute and salute to mooning.
1: It's a three moon salute.
0: It's going to be a big old episode about mooning we've got listener stories about mooning we've also got some some episodes from the from the history of mooning we'll get into the history of mooning as well um mm-hmm. so we're gonna do a big old deep dive into mooning
1: it's too late but you know we should have gotten on moon zappa
0: yeah
2: that would have been pretty good you
1: want to tweet her right yeah, sure, just in case see if she can come okay.
0: on in real time
2: and let's get some She's uh just- we need some mooning songs to play for the background on some of these
1: Besides, so there's Moon River. Moon River. There, there's. Um, well, I'm just thinking of Mac Tonight because that McDonald's moon sings it. That that racist. Yeah. Remember when that moon became a
2: a meme, um, like a like a symbol of of uh, of white power? Mac Tonight. So
1: when that com- when that commercial came out, they started calling it Mickey D's. Mm-hmm. And you know what I thought of when I was. I was kind of little when that came out. What's that? I thought they were talking about Mickey Dolan's.
2: Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> you picture Mickey Dolan's doing the voice of that moon and be like, "Mashie." Eh? <laughs> with uh, with that with that moon the from the McDonald's courses, Do you know who played that moon? Anyone?
1: Who? 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 Who?
2: Who? A, a young Doug Jones played that moon oh wow may you might know him as the the hands eyes hands guy from the
1: oh of course
2: he was the fish in shape of water he's uh yeah that was one of his first jobs you know it'd be a good moon song for you with your with your story is sisters of the moon by Fleetwood Mac
1: (laughs) yes I, although I don't think she wrote it about that. Okay. What are some other Moon songs?
2: I'm dawning on a moon shadow,
1: moon shadow, moon shadow.
0: Cat Stevens.
1: Anything by the Moony Suzuki?
0: You want to kick it off with a uh, with a Moon yeah, story? But let's get into it. Brian. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll start off with. Uh, let me cue some music here. All right, and this story comes to us from Allison. Allison, when I was in middle school, my best friend and I were in. Hold stuff, on, hold on. Okay? I have
1: to interrupt you. Hold on, I'm sorry. I just realized this episode is extremely stupid. You
2: just realized that. I I don't know. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, "What?" I, I was like, "Well, it's gonna be funny. It's really
1: stupid." <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to express that.
0: When I was in middle school, my best friend and I were inseparable. One day, my friend was in the bathroom and called for me, which, as a middle school-aged girl, was a welcome invitation that didn't seem odd at all. When I opened the door, she shouted, Sliced ham! And pressed her bare (laughs) butt against the glass shower door and started sliding it back and forth like deli meat on a slicer. That day, she became a comedy legend in my mind, and 30-plus years later, I still crack up thinking about it. Thanks, Allison. Yeah, that's a nice story.
1: Moving it around is interesting,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and I
1: never thought of the, the sliced part of it as emotion.
2: No, look, I've never really mooned anybody. I was thinking about it all week after you said it, and I said I didn't. I, I don't think I have.
1: Have you been mooned?
2: I think someone did moon from a car once, like in they, a bad and they movie.
1: They stuck their butt outside the car the way you'd see a dog. Yes. Head, outside like, the oh, window. Was that a dog? Okay. Yeah. Um, while the car was moving? While the
2: car was moving. How about you, Brett? What's your mooning history?
0: You know, I was thinking about this. I, I don't have any like real, like, real like, iconic mooning stories, but I do have. I do remember getting mooned out of car windows on multiple occasions. Um, what I, I remember, is with
1: the car element of? I it? I don't know. I,
0: I remember one time I was just playing basketball in my driveway, minding my own business, and some car drove by uh, and just and just slowed down, and there was just three mm-hmm. three uh, or I guess two butts, three? two butts mm-hmm. sticking out the windows. I think two two butts sticking out the windows, honking. Wait, waggling their butts around and then they just drove on and I don't know I couldn't even see faces I don't know who it was I don't know what the what the purpose you know if it was targeted at me or if it was just random I don't know so yeah
1: here, here yeah here's my question if with these moon drive-bys what's the driver doing is he like yeah or is he like <laughs> I wish I was having the fun
2: who knows you can't you can't focus on anything but the moon right
1: but you still have to obey the laws of traffic.
2: No, that's true. But uh, look, I, I I it breaks my heart in a way to picture a young a young Brett in his driveway playing basketball. Doing layup,
1: doing, he yeah. goes layup and then he yeah. goes foul ball and he yeah. steps
2: back. Imagining that he's Stacy Ogman in his driveway. I'm Stacy Ogman, I'm Stacy Ogman, I'm Al Horford. <laughs> <laughs> Brett in his driveway pretending to be Al Horford. Put, Al Horford's got the ball. Three. Turns two. Around, one. Up, in. Hawks win. Hawks win. The crowd goes wild. The crowd. The crowd's going wild. And then, vroom. Honk, 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 honk. honk. Yeah.
1: Waggle, waggle. <laughs> yeah.
2: Brett turns around. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hawks lose? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hawks lose. Yeah. Just picturing a young Brett pretending to be Jeff Teague, Kent Bazemore, all his heroes.
1: Ken Bazemore, you've told me about. You've told me about Ken Bazemore.
2: And the joke for that is, Julie, that would mean Brett was probably about 30 when he was pretending to be <laughs> Ken <Baysmore. laughs> Like he, He's not from that far in the past. No, he was on the team for
0: like two years, like five years ago.
2: <laughs> uh, so I'm saying that five years ago, Brett was in his driveway being like, I'm Ken Bazemore. Ken Bazemore gets the ball. Turn around.
1: It's good. Hawks it, could've win. Been, it
2: could've it could have been Joe and Gary. Yeah, it could have been
1: Joe and Gary. <laughs> butts yeah. butts could have been Joe and Gary. And then having Robert Blake at the wheel. So
2: you got mooned. And what did the what did that feel like to get mooned?
0: I mean, it was confusing. <laughs> um <laughs> it was uh <laughs> it's like it's like humiliating but i can't place why it's humiliating like i feel like i've been targeted as like i'm the i'm the one i mean these are the people that have their butts out the window of a car Mm -hmm. for a stranger and yet i i felt like i was the one who had been humiliated somehow so it's a weird like (laughs) it's hard to place what's happening exactly
2: sure yeah you're just like what like you truly don't know what just happened yeah yeah i I could see that you're just like am I supposed to be sad by that? Uh, was that like, um, did I
1: play my part in this?
2: Yeah. And look, we're not, we're not making light of anybody getting like flashed or anything like that. This is no. like, this is just like dumb suburban stuff. We're talking about Just like a somebody just pulling their pants down and showing their butt and then driving away. <laughs> is just like, it's such a, I just, dumb. Yeah, it's so profoundly dumb.
1: I just keep going back to the point of view of the driver. Is he like baby driver? Is he the getaway car?
2: Yeah, it was just like. Uh,
1: or is he like next time? You know, Billy takes the wheel, and I get to stick my butt out. I'm sick of you two having all the fun. Yeah, I
2: wonder if they trade places. Like you picture, you picture them from their point of view driving through, at uh, driving right. through driving through Georgia, and they see a kid in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one get ready
1: <laughs> places everyone places, places
2: everybody bonk, bonk. You kid, look at this dumb kid playing basketball <laughs> he thinks he's boris Diaw. <laughs> watch this watch this bonk bonk they honk what
0: Well, and uh, speaking of driving while mooning, I actually have one more story here. A listener submitted story of someone who mooned uh, while they were driving a car. The driver. Illegal. Was the
1: Illegal. Is yeah. there a law? There has to be a law. How is your foot on the gas?
2: Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like that's not, multitasking uh, at
0: the highest degree.
1: I'd say ass or gas. None. Not both.
0: Yeah. Well, as a result of uh as a result of this, they made a terrible mistake that that put one of their friendships in jeopardy. Uh so this is quite a story here. So this is a Jeopardy story. Yeah. Mike Richards.
1: Let's get Mike Richards on the show, Brad. All right, yeah. working on it.
2: Let's let him host Tell Double him- Threats Jeopardy. We have yeah, our we have own <laughs> <laughs> version well, of Jeopardy. Le-
1: or have him host Double Threat, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah.
2: He likes podcasts. Mm-hmm.
1: He's funny as hell. Yeah, because that was the thing when you saw those jokes, you're like, oof, these are good."
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully, when he is hosts the season debut uh, of Saturday Night Live season opener,
1: and your host, Mike, Mike Richards. Richards, and <laughs> musical guest, and- <laughs> Mike Richards experience. And he does it in the, the form Mike, of a yeah. question. And who is your host? Mike, Mike Richards. Richards.
2: It's a name that's so generic that it's it's shocking. One person has it in its own way where it's just like it sounds so it sounds so computer generated like like it sounds like you're at a motel. Right. Mike Richards.
1: <laughs> and this is my wife this is my wife this mrs is richards.
2: mike richards
1: Mrs. my secretary <laughs> i mean oops um do you think you think he changed it after you know what with kramer
2: oh he might have switched he might have switched to uh mike yeah that might have been a mike
1: mm. yeah
2: that name's not working for people
1: What about Mikey? Like Mikey Day. That could be next.
2: Let's see what happens. If there's a Mikey Richards out there, tread lightly. If your name's Mikey Richards, you're already got two strikes against you. You're playing with fire a little too much just by the nature of your name.
1: What about Jeff Richards?
2: Jeff Richards. Great, great SNL uh, performer. His Gary Busey second to none.
1: Oh, did he do Gary Busey? I just remember drunk girl
2: did drunk girl he did gary Busey. yeah he,
1: he did his best he all
2: they also served
1: are you pitching that we should celebrate snl alumni on veterans day
2: uh i think i might have i didn't realize it i think i will do our special tribute to v- the veterans of saturday night live
1: denny dylan so we do like a What's that salute? Is it a 21 gun salute where you just shoot shotguns into the air, but we don't tell anybody in advance? No, and, and we not in the same everyone. place and we do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Has there been a podcast, Brett, where people talk to SNL alum? Is it, you know, there must I, be some huge SNL
0: podcast out there. I don't know. Nothing nothing comes to mind. I'm sure there are quite a few, but I don't know if there's a definitive one. If I'm wrong about that, I apologize. Um, but I don't know of a, a particularly one that focuses on, on former um, – uh, that could SNL. be
1: what John, what what John's podcast becomes, his character actor podcast, mm-hmm. Household mm-hmm. Faces. Mm-hmm. It could, or he could just do like like a summer series. Yep. But he'd really have to like double, triple, mm-hmm. quadruple up. I
2: like John Ross Bowie's podcast, Household Faces, and I like the idea behind it. I want to do our version of that, but I want to do one tweak to it famous people (laughs) like why get why get the why get the guy from alice on right the guy uh, from the who uh, hey alice i want to know if i could get a ham and cheese sandwich that guy why get him when you can go get leonardo dicaprio (laughs) just shoot higher yeah
1: we're, we're we're pitching that brett interesting First okay. guess, okay. George
2: Clooney. Hmm. Second, guest, Second Brad guess, Brad Pitt. Hmm. Okay. That's the, I think we should just do that, but with famous people. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't I know. I don't do
0: know. It. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: Clammy can book it.
2: <laughs> Clammy'll make it happen. <laughs> Clam. Clay. Suddenly Clammy rolls in. Oy, George Clooney.
1: And then back into like, like we get another form letter from Forever Dog, being like, "Amazing news! We're delighted to share with you that Clammy is back. Clammy's back in the fold.
2: He's an independent. He's a he's a roving producer, contractor. He's
1: an independent (coughs) contractor. Yeah, Yeah, I got be Working with us on an as-needed basis.
2: I got a Zoom H6 right here. Now put these headphones on. Get your laptop out." You're about to be on a podcast.
1: <laughs> and then we get a follow, we get a follow-up email that says, "Upon further reflection, we decided we shouldn't share that Clammy's back. It's a secret." Yeah.
2: George Clooney doing a podcast clearly <laughs> terrified.
1: Under, like with a with a gun to his yeah. head.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> when I joined ER, I guess I thought I uh Talk uh, about
1: the Facts Alive yeah. yeah. first. You were on
2: Facts Alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were on Facts Alive. Talk about that now. Well, I was a young actor at that point, and
1: Act I- like you're excited.
2: Yeah. You were
1: Batman, weren't you? <laughs>
2: Talk about that for a bit. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I did play Batman. They, they, like, all the guys sound completely terrified.
1: <laughs> it would be Forever Dog's first interview podcast yeah. by by gu- what is it? What would you call that? By gun
2: at gunpoint.
1: At gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs> It's called interviews. A-listers at gunpoint.
2: A-listers at gunpoint. Forever Dog presents
1: with with clammy with
2: clammy, aka Gary. Right. So give me uh, what's uh you got
1: Jake? You got Jake Gyllenhaal's address, right? When he makes the, Yeah, the end of every episode is when he forces the celebrity to open up the contacts app in their mm-hmm. cell phone. Yeah, and go, yeah, keep scrolling, yeah, scrolling, and
2: then it, stop it, there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look.
1: Okay. All right, now keep scrolling.
2: Okay, I see some good
1: names here.
2: Wouldn't mind doing a little bit of a sit down with <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Judy Dent, Judy Dame, Judy Dent, right? I want to get Jack Nicholson on the show? You're in my hot Colin tub. Cook. I'm in my <laughs> hot tub. Like
1: he, he makes he makes them call. Yeah. To be like tell tell him everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna and and some a real nice bloke's gonna call him and he, they're gonna do whatever yeah. he says.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nice wood burning pizza oven you got here in your backyard. Be a shame if something happened to it, and um, and at the end he's just like, "So anything you want to plug?" <laughs> <laughs> and George Clooney's like, "Well, um, ER is uh, on TBS. On DVD. <laughs> it's on, it's on
1: Peacock. It's streaming on Peacock. Yeah,
2: it's streaming on Peacock. Um, the- what else you want to plug?" No, I'm okay, really. No, plug something. Like now they're scared. Do they have to plug something? Uh Well, The Peacemaker is currently available for streaming, a movie I did with Nicole Kidman a while ago.
1: I never heard of that one.
2: Yeah. Didn't catch that one. What's her,
1: what's, her num- what's her
2: number? <laughs> Should be a good guess. That way I get her and Keith Urban. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, this uh, next this next mooning story is quite a wild one here. Uh, this comes from uh, okay. this comes from Brianna. Uh, Brianna sent us this one.
1: Ooh, here we My go. My friend
0: once mooned our other friend while driving in her car. She was so focused on the mooning and driving that she didn't realize that this friend was with his grandparents and his parents at the time. He was furious. And afterwards he texted us, not cool. You just mooned three generations of my family. <laughs>
2: that must have been an amazing moment when you when you have to like help your grandparents understand what just happened.
1: What was that? Well, they wouldn't know. I mean, it's that thing you always say about old people, like they know what butts are. Yeah.
2: But just maybe not. They might not know the why of it. Like, why did they do that? They understood what just happened. They might not understand why that just happened. (laughs) Dear. Yeah.
1: Why did that happen?
2: Yeah. Was that your friend?
1: Three generations of my family is such a funny term.
2: That's perfect. Yeah.
1: It's like an affliction. It's like an affliction. It's like, oh, yes. Irritable bowel affects three generations Mm -hmm. of my family.
2: That's a great story, Brianna.
1: I definitely want to get to the bottom of this car. I feel like, and I know that Brett, you have a special, you have something special prepared for us later, but I am curious to get to the bottom of like how the rise of car culture in Los Angeles, especially, plays into the trend of mooning. Cause I feel like they're connected i feel like cars don't you oh
2: absolutely because it's like it's like kids are driving around in cars all night that's like it's car culture they're just driving up and down like american graffiti style hanging out in cars and then that the the path to that is very clear
1: do you think that movie tucker about the guy that invented the car with three is it three headlights or two steering wheels, or something. They got
2: two steering wheels.
1: Brett, are you looking up Tucker? Uh, I'll
0: look it up. I, I, I will say too, Julie. I think you're spot on about the car culture thing because the uh, you know in, in my research there is a, a a long history of people showing their butts at other people. Uh, throughout history, uh, you know, as an insult or as a provocation. Uh, But the concept of mooning and the term mooning as this sort of joke or prank thing doesn't really come around until the 60s. It's a very recent thing of like this, you know, it's called mooning and you do it as a joke that really comes together in in the 60s Um, and mooning really, you know, becomes then becomes like a prank.
2: Now, the next part of this that becomes uh, glaringly obvious, Brett, is that you have a functional knowledge of the history of mooning somehow which is i, 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 I just now. want to say yeah. very
1: quickly very very quickly very quickly with that tucker thing it'd be three butt cheeks go ahead
2: so if you were going to tucker somebody your friend would have to do half only
1: of, one cheek
2: they would have to do one half cheek
1: moon.
2: that'd be like a that's called a tucker moon right
1: you could sit i mean whatever the that's up to you, but I was just saying, like, you could sit on the corner of the window to mm-hmm. just have one cheek out.
2: So it'd be a Tucker moon, a moon, and and your screams would be the, right? Because the movie was Tucker, a man in his dreams.
1: So this is about, so Jeff Bridges made a car that had three headlights, and I'm supposed to watch a movie about it?
2: Yeah. I watched, I did a, a, a double feature of this one and the one where Greg Kinnear invented windshield wipers. and then i watched the founder where where they invent hamburgers and and i just watched movies about. and then i watched joy where she invents a mop just do a night of programming (laughs) (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. and i had a dream where tay leone like invented the air freshener tree
2: julie if you find if you spent 15 minutes figuring out who invented the air freshener you could probably get mm-hmm. someone attached to it. To like a mm-hmm. like a true A-lister be like, yeah, I'll tell that story.
1: And it really is all about telling
0: stories.
2: They're making a flaming hot Cheetos movie.
0: <sighs> what else we got, Brett? Any other Well, let's uh let's uh let's get one more listener story and then we can dive into the uh the history of mooning if you want. There's some really interesting, interesting stuff in the history of mooning. Uh so this comes to us. Um, from Tyler. Tyler told us this story, and this is... Um, I really like this one. Um, one second, sorry. Let me share sound. Once, at the restaurant I work at, a young man submitted an application. Kind of a generic application form that had specific questions and scenarios and so forth. There was a question that asked, have you ever been fired from a job, and if so, Why? And the kid willfully wrote in, yes, for mooning the customers at Dunkin' Donuts. I don't think he got the gig, but I'm still laughing at his honest answer years later.
1: He worked there and he mooned them? Yes. And then he admitted it on a
0: job application. Presumably he got fired from (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts and then went across the street to uh, apply to another place and then admitted on the application that he had got fired from Dunkin' Donuts for mooning the customers.
2: That is... That's somebody who doesn't know how things work. Like they well, didn't I'll ask. I'll just tell them. Yeah, I'll just tell them. Why? They'll well, my but honesty. They, know I
1: don't, <laughs> they don't. They know I don't work there anymore. Yeah. No. what Want to you, know why?
2: Why? Why did you get fired?
1: Because <laughs> I moon some kids. <laughs> I like that they're kids.
2: Yeah, yeah I moon some kids over at Dunkin' Donuts across the street. I,
1: I mean, I'm picturing the drive-through window. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is extremely funny to take someone's order and then just say, "All right, pull up, and you'll have your order ready." And <laughs> a butt.
2: And you pull around, and you're getting mooned.
1: A bare butt.
2: Brett. Yes. You also seem to know about the history
0: of mooning somehow. God knows how. God we, knows how.
1: We need some context. We need some context. And
0: Oh, I'm more than happy to provide it. I actually whipped up this uh, handy little PowerPoint here. Let me just share this with you guys. Um, Please don't use the, word whi-
2: the phrase whipped up. Oh, look at this. <laughs> this guy actually puts together the
0: history of mooning. Temp-
1: and this looks like it's from a template.
0: I did use a template. Yeah, I used a pre a pre loaded template in PowerPoint.
1: Rich autumnal colors makes you makes you want to you know get ready for Halloween.
2: Yeah, this is a real festive, uh, real festive little presentation you put together in terms of your color scheme. I appreciate that. Are Thank you going to take yeah.
1: this out of our paycheck when it's like services rendered? Yeah. PowerPoint.
2: Is there. this going to come yeah. out of our? That PowerPoint then costs $3,000. <laughs> Great.
1: And then it, there's also a line item that just says clammy miscellaneous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What clammy $81,000
0: for services rendered? I mean, this does feel like above and beyond. I mean, you know, I listen to some of these podcasts. These producers, it's they, they, they kind of did a great job. You know, like, I don't know who's going to do a great far.
1: job. No, we're it's, not putting... it's really amazing, especially since it's not a visual show at all. But it really is. You did a great job. You did. I'm telling you no, right seriously. now. You did a great yeah, job. Of course.
2: Now, this is great. And everybody knows, all kidding aside, they know what time it is with Double Threat that they might have their producer, their Kevin Barteltz or whatever you want to say, who and those mm-hmm. guys, they they can't you would be you'd be you'd be amazed if they even knew how, how to make a, a, a cheese sandwich at this point, like guys yeah. like that. You, they you
1: put the cheese on the top again. Yeah.
2: I ate the cheese and then I got the bread out, <laughs> and then that's the cheese <laughs> the sandwich. No cheese. Great, Kevin. Um
0: Yeah, that's a cheese no, sandwich. It's a
1: it's a sea it's a sea of goofuses. Yeah,
0: and we got the gallant. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at that. All right. Well, well, thanks, guys. Now, now I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling real confident about this. And I could. And to be honest, I could have. You know, I could. I could have written a book on this topic, uh, the history of mooning. There's so much. So many. So many historical uh, episodes in the history of mooning. Uh, but I condensed it to just a five uh, five slide PowerPoint here. Okay. Uh, some of the key moments. Some of the key moments in the history of mooning. And the the first. We'll kick it off with the. This is a this is a tragic one. The first the first mooning on record is is quite a is uh, quite quite a tragic event, actually. Uh the first mooning on record happened in the first century AD and it's recorded <laughs> Wait a minute, yep. okay. hold on
1: please. There's a image on this slide, Tom. Yes. That I'm already concerned no, this about.
0: Is, uh
2: yeah. I think Brett might have worked it- this one up with Mike Richards. <laughs>
1: What's going on here, Brett? There's a book cover on here for a book called The Jewish War. And all I would like, all I'm asking for in the future is just a heads up. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah I apologize. Yeah. So this is, so this is, uh, this is I all, apologize. this is all history though. I'm not editorializing it's here. It's
1: just like, no, I know, I know, but it's also the history of mooning and I wasn't prepared. Like if you were going to go to a thing that's like, Oh, someone's going to talk to us about milkshakes. Yeah. And then the first slide was like, <laughs> crystal
2: so It's like the protocols of the elders of Zion. I want to talk about that <laughs> for a while. You're just like, wait, I thought we were talking about milkshakes. No, we will. We'll get to milkshakes. Don't worry. We'll By get By the way, there.
1: talk about a bad a bad title. You give that to a Jewish producer, he'll be like, just call it protocol.
0: Yeah. I, well, I, yes, I should have I should have given a, a warning here, but this is okay. you know this is how mooning works. It, you, you think it's a jokey little thing, and then you get into the history of it, and it's it's happening in in wars no and battles and throughout it. history. It's really it's a it's more of a critical thing than you think it is throughout history. Uh, and this book is by the uh, Roman Jewish historian Josephus, who wrote a lot about uh, the the Roman occupation of Judea in the, in the first century, kind of the time of Jesus and all that, that, that period of history. <laughs> um, so intense. And uh, yeah. uh, according to Josephus in, in this book, um, which is, I, I will say poorly translated as the Jewish war. It's sort of the, the, I think the, like the wars between the Romans and the Jewish population is kind of the actual, as <laughs> the actual uh, translation. So uh but he he writes so that it
1: would be better to call it the Roman Jewish Wars. Yes, War, is the
0: Roman Jewish Wars. It would be a better mm. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. In other words, we didn't start it. No,
0: not at all. No, 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 no. This no. is the We're Romans are the Romans are the villains of this book by far, and you'll see why. Um, so finally, so uh, during the celebration of Passover in Jerusalem one year, a Roman soldier bared his rear to a crowd of Jewish pilgrims who had come to Jerusalem to to celebrate Passover. Uh, so this is the first mooning on record, the first historical mooning. And some in the crowd responded by throwing rocks at the soldier. After that, a riot ensued that killed upwards of thirty thousand people. Uh, and a closer oh examination God. of Josephus's account shows that the soldier was not only mooning, but he was also farting while he mooned, which is a, a something you see a lot with these early moonings. Uh, is they they will they will fart while they're mooning. Um, so this Roman soldier did that, and then and then thirty thousand people died as a result. This
2: is i i have so many conflicting things i'm bored <laughs> because it's old history somehow <laughs> first of all I, I have a thing where i get reflexively bored at it It just too. looks old i'm slightly mm-hmm. some part of me kicks in where i just i i am not at a hundred percent focus on it
1: What's what's your cutoff point for history mine is like 1959 <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would say for me,
1: say like yeah, parts of the parts of parts of World War II. Yeah,
2: I'm okay with the the 40s definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll say the 40s. Yeah. anything before that is a little, a little sleepy.
2: Yes. So I have that feeling. I feel embarrassed because it's so unfunny what this guy did, and yet interested. It I, I could not be more scattered on, on this. Mm-hmm. It brings out a lot of emotions, Brett. And then you. it also makes me just think of Frank Zappa again, that this just seems like something he'd be so proud that this shows he's a part of like a tradition with his humor. I'm kind of like, uh, there was a guy back then, uh, Josephus. I'm only operating from the from what Josephus started.
1: I think that I have all of those feelings, plus at least I'm at least I never did the worst thing at Passover.
2: <laughs> sure. I've
1: ruined some I've ruined some Passovers. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but nothing like this.
2: Yeah. Do you know what you know what Bob Hope called Passover? Mm. he said the oscars were his passover because they always passed over him but they never nominated yeah. him for anything but then it gets like what does this guy wants to get not bob hope wants to get nominated for an oscar it's like you're awful what
1: you, what, what did you do that yeah. you deserve an oscar
2: yeah weird for golf
1: he yeah. wants to win an oscar for playing golf But i
2: love it, it's that thing where it's just like no i'm famous okay well great that's Fine. why Congratulations. that's why you're, that's why you're an- handed money
1: He's an air right. That's what the money's for. He has an airport yeah. named after him.
2: Yeah, I want an Oscar. Okay, I would like the money you have. Right. So Brett, that's the start Brett, of mooning. Yeah, is, so that's the start.
1: You did a very good job, the man. One, first century A.D. Oh, I'm just getting
0: going. I'm just getting warmed up here. So, so mooning really gets going in the medieval ages. Uh, the medieval ages, the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. uh, the medieval period. Now,
1: this is a, a slide that Brett has captioned: "The medieval mooning boom."
0: And that's this because in be the Chaucer. Middle Ages, moon, oh yeah, Chaucer, so all these guys, farts. everybody's mooning and farting all over the place in the Middle Ages. It's a, it's a, it becomes a really popular practice. Um, uh, it was a golden age of mooning. There, there's tons of accounts of soldiers mooning each other on the battlefield. You think of that scene in Braveheart. You know, th- there's a lot of that going on. You'll see a lot of... Uh,
1: Wait, yeah. that seems like a... Okay, I don't, I don't remember. I don't think either of us have seen Braveheart. I've right, never Tom? seen Braveheart. But doesn't that seem like a bad way to win a war? Is to like stop, to turn over, and show? I guess they were wearing kilts. Maybe it was easier.
0: Well, it often backfired because uh, people would moon as a as you know an insult, and then get like an arrow in the in the in the in the backside, you know, as a result. So it was kind of like there <laughs> was you a just lot. Just
1: making this stuff up, Brett. No, this Brett's is, is, like I'm I'm an expert. Are you yeah. sure?
0: Yeah, I've I've I have the sure. I got the receipts on this stuff. I swear this is true.
1: Okay, 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 okay.
0: And uh, there and and particularly, there's one account here I wanted to bring to your attention. One account uh, from the Middle Ages uh, that tells of the Italian nobleman and troubadour Alberto da Romana, who in the first half of the 13th century he was he was a, a falconer as well as all these other things, and he lost his favorite falcon uh, during a hunt. Um, and he was so he was so upset that he had lost this falcon that he dropped his trousers and exposed his rear to the Lord that he was under as a sign of abuse. Um, so he, he lost his falcon. And then basically the guy who was in charge of the hunt, he mooned uh-huh. him because he was so upset about this lost falcon.
1: To be fair, how is that the Lord's fault? Good, his good Lord's fault. The falcon oh my fucked God. off. Yeah. Why did he have to show his buns to the guy he works for? He's like, I lost my bird, so I'm going to moon my boss. Hey,
2: I want to say I'm sorry about mooning you earlier. I'm just so upset about my falcon. You know, it was really my favorite falcon. I know you didn't have anything to do with it. I was really taking it out on you. I want to just say I'm sorry about mooning you before. And then, you know, and then
1: the Lord is like, I doth forgive you.
2: Yeah. I mean, that Falcon just meant a lot to me. And, you know, (laughs) uh, just really, I know I'm taking out the wrong person.
1: And he was a he was a nobleman and a troubadour. Yeah, so
0: a poet, like a traveling poet. Um, and uh, this is you know a lot of these accounts, you, you, we don't get a lot of the context. So I think you're right. I don't know why he he targeted the lord. I guess maybe he was just sort of generally upset, and that was the first person that he saw. You know, or the first person that he could sort of pin it to.
2: Hey, man, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Yeah, what's what's up? I just up? feel
1: like I need to clear the air. I I just need to clear the air again. I just need to
2: just yeah. I just need to say, look, I know we're cool, right? With that whole thing where my falcon was gone, and then because I mean, look, I am a falconer, and so I mean, it's a big part of who I, mean, I am. So you can see why I'd be upset. But again, I took it out of the wrong person. I'm so sorry. I really, it's just something I just got from my f- my family's very, it's like, how many times are you going to keep saying you're sorry? You want, you,
1: you're making it worse. Just yeah. get past yeah. it. You're making it about you at a certain yeah. point.
2: You're making the apology. You're forcing me to accept your, to just get past this. I'm still upset that you mooned me. It's not my fault that your Falcon took off.
1: Your favorite Falcon. Also, yeah. you have like seven more. Yeah. Why don't you pay attention to them instead of, dealing with the one you lost who's probably by the way in a better in a happier place
2: yeah wherever that falcon may be <laughs>
0: All right, so that's the medieval mooning boom. Yeah. So let's uh, zoomed up to the twentieth century. Let's get a little more modern with it here. Uh, and, and by this point, the the term mooning has come into fashion. Uh, in, in around the sixties, people started actually using the term mooning to refer to this practice. Uh, there was a, a long history of, of, of the uh, a moon being kind of a you know a an analogy for the butt. Um, and so that all came together in the sixties, and they started calling it mooning when you, when you when you dropped your dropped your drawers. So that's uh, so
2: that's when the phrase arrived it was 20th century
0: yes yeah 20th century around the 1960s and, and the first use of it is apparently in an uh, issue of look magazine in the 19, uh, in 1963 and, uh, 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 the look magazine described a game called mooning. Um, and according to them... A
1: game, a game. A game. So I guess,
0: you know, moon people, then you run, something like that. Um, and according to Look, the game originated about two years ago in Southern California. That is just historically inaccurate. It had been around for for thousands of years at that point. Um, but that's what Look said. That's when mooning come, starts being used as a term.
1: But it was coined. It was coined. Sounds like in LA, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Tom, do you still subscribe to Look magazine? I do,
2: yes. I really just... It really, do you like it? I love to just look at the photos and the articles.
1: Do you like when your postman comes with a copy and he goes, Look, magazine?
2: Well, he brings the Saturday evening post. And every Mm -hmm, Saturday evening, I read that. Mondays are for life, Mm -hmm. Wednesdays Mm -hmm. are for look. Sure. And he's like, Got something for you.
1: And then Thursdays, all the like titty mags. That's jugs.
2: Yeah, nugget, honey. Like
1: honey, honey, wee. honey beaver. Yeah. We. Yeah. And the gay ones too, like modern muscles.
2: Yeah, honcho. Or out or yeah.
1: outdoor outdoor sportsmen.
2: Sure. Then I just get all those. It's just I, I'm pro. I'm very pro magazine.
1: I like that it was a game in the. 60s like i like the idea of jigsaw showing up on your ransomware and Mm -hmm. saying want to play a game yeah
2: or would you like to play a game the robot from war games
1: and then he turns around and jigsaw jig i bet i bet he has a target painted on each one of his butt cheeks jigsaw
2: i would i would like he does on his
1: regular cheeks
2: like he's got those little
0: spirals you mean that's what i meant yeah
2: i I, i would guarantee that's the
0: case yes well, one of the uh, most uh, famous incidents of mooning in the 20th century is a annual, an annual festivity that takes place in Southern California, in Orange County. Uh, and it's called the mooning of the Amtrak. The mooning of the Amtrak.
1: Oh, this photo makes me. Sick.
0: This is gross. I've got a video too.
1: This? Really? Alright, tell us about this nightmare
0: Since 1979 The mooning of the Amtrak has been an annual Tradition in Orange County, California Uh, Every year on the second Saturday of July Hundreds to thousands of people Gather along the fence Outside of the Mugs Away Saloon in Laguna Niguel And they drop their pants to expose Their behinds as the Amtrak trains Roll by The the trains even slow down So that the passengers can enjoy the show God, is this still going on? Oh, yeah. Every year in July. In July. So we missed it. Mm. Yeah. Sadly. Mm
1: -hmm. What train is it?
0: Oh, it's every train. Every train that rolls by on these tracks. From Um, when
1: to when, though? Like... It's not all uh, it day, is it?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it does. The mooning starts with the first Amtrak train, which passes by around seven thirty a.m. and goes on all throughout what time the day. Do you
1: have to get up. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. You have to get up. What time do these people set their alarms you might be for this nonsense? Up on this
2: one Julie. <laughs> what
1: kind of tomfoolery is this?
2: They
0: might just be staying this? up.
1: They better be. People better be drunk.
0: Yeah, well, that's how it started. The legend has it that that, uh, the mooning of the Amtrak started as a dare between patrons that mugs away the saloon uh, and then grew from there. So it started out as like a, hey, I'll dare you to go moon the Amtrak. And then it became this this uh, annual tradition. Um, And I've got a little video if you want to see.
1: I don't like that. The train slow. The the train slows. I don't like that part
0: at all. I think that's gross.
2: And it it like it like normalizes this this weird ritual
1: it gives them attention 30 this, this second is the 30 annual second annual mooning. one
0: back in 2012 All right. All right. oh my god Here at, uh, mugs away i mean this is the annual moon Amtrak day uh, or moon metrolink Is it maybe?
1: It's been going on for I don't know how many years. Um, we're all sitting across the street, and then also the train will come, and everybody screams, the train is here! And they start running across the street. We go over there, we turn around, and we pull down our pants, and we wave, and the train goes really slow for us, too,
0: which is really cool.
1: This woman is wearing Mardi <laughs> Gras beads, I should and have people know. And they are having know. a
2: great time.
1: <laughs> is that woman fully on naked space. on the right? It
0: gets people to gather,
1: and yeah, it's it's just a gathering of people. You know, just having fun. Well, past years have been a lot bigger. Um, we used to bring trailers, and we would sleep Friday night. And as soon as we heard the train, we'd get up and we'd just go out of the trailer and go out there and moon. So it's it's been a little bit cool now, but I'm sure it'll get bigger again eventually in a couple of years. In '08, it was pretty bad.
2: <laughs> what
1: happened in '08?
2: Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> what
1: happened in '08? Were there casualties? Yeah.
2: Grandpa, what happened? <laughs> In the happened
1: at Mugs Away in 2008.
2: Don't ask your grandfather. Don't you ever? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Who told you?
2: You want to know what happened? Back 2008. It was a dark time. (laughs) The Amtrak went by. Someone on the train was
1: on the roof of the train. Didn't slow down was the problem. The train didn't slow down and it. It decapitated somebody <laughs> it who didn't know how to moon, they thought that meant stick your head out.
2: And the head rolled past, it, it the head hit every one of our butts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, uh,
2: seriously, the human race had a good run, and this is uh, <laughs> this is. This is a nice maybe this is a nice little after dinner mint on humanity, the mooning of the Amtrak ritual.
1: I like the wiggle though. I do like when these people and there is an art to it, which is only exposing your butt and not your genitals, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's that's where this is still wholesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's completely wholesome but
2: um it's just so funny though to like start a tradition it's just like it's like oh this is no, allowed if like can i just go do something and then say oh it's a tradition it's the first one i'm starting a tra- like like there's oh yeah
1: 12 people there there's 12 yeah. people there
2: like those things when people like like in princeton there was a thing that started where like the kids would like oh the first time it snows at princeton university that kids streak on campus and you're just like well who starts that
1: streaking is a good companion to mooning it's but it, it's more commitment
2: yeah no we'll do a tribute to streaking also mm-hmm. that's coming
0: i'll start researching it
2: yeah get it get your powerpoint game uh in order for the Was, streaking, because wasn't
1: there wasn't there like a Ray Stevens song about streak yeah, about the, the streak?
2: Oh, wasn't that called "The Streak"?
1: And did he ever write anything about mooning?
2: There must be some novelty Mr. song about mooning,
1: Mister Stevens. I'm all out of inspiration. Get out of my yard, <laughs> Mister Stevens. We need you ever so. It's
2: like Amadeus, but with Ray Stevens writing.
1: <laughs> they're the begging him to compose a new they're like you know the mooning of the Amtrak only had 6 people instead of 12 this year yeah. we really need some kind of a song to rally people leave me alone I don't do that anymore
2: yeah find him in his cabin in the woods uh, Ray Stevens I haven't been called that in a long time
1: and then he like, he's like, leave me alone. I'm going back to work. And he goes back to work. And then all of a sudden, through the window, you see like two Aww. butt cheeks. Hear,
0: you hear like a squeak. And I've got one final uh, 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 installment in the history of mooning here. Uh, one of the most famous moons in history happened in 2012. Uh, it's when uh, Elton John mooned uh, Michael Caine's yacht in the French Riviera. Oh
1: my god! I don't know this at all!
0: So, uh. Do you know about this, guy? No. El- Elton John's yacht and Michael Caine's yacht passed each other in the French Riviera, and Elton John dropped trowel.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god!
2: Oh my
0: goodness. What are we- Uh, This is
1: yeah. So this is uh,
0: Elton John mid moon. Uh, We got uh, everybody else on the yacht is having a good old time waving at Michael Caine. Elton John is uh, turned around.
1: He's not even bent over. He's got his hands on his hips. He's still standing.
2: Yeah, he's still mooning.
1: Oh my God, I did not expect any of this. Was Michael Caine mooning back? Do you think? Remember when a monkey stole his glasses?
2: Did I just get mooned by Sir Elton John?
1: <laughs> Break it to me straight. Me, Michael Caine. <laughs> I was blinded. Do you remember when a monkey stole his glasses?
2: When a monkey stole Michael Caine's glasses?
1: Yeah, it was in one of his audiobooks or one of his books. I don't. He went to the jungle and a monkey stole his glasses, which is very funny because there's a monkey somewhere with those gigantic square glasses Mm. going around being like, oh, look at me. I'm Michael Caine.
2: Yeah. I'm Monkey (laughs) Caine. Right? My name is Monkey Caine. Here
1: it is. Here it is. He said, well, do it in your voice, Tom. Do it as Michael Caine.
2: I lost my specs in the most amazing ways. In a jungle in India, a monkey landed bang on my head and stole a pear right off my nose, scratching my bloody forehead. <laughs> my bloody forehead. That was, that was awful, but um, yeah. Which one of you killed my brother?
1: Which one of you monkeys stole my glasses?
2: Which one of you monkeys stole my glasses?
1: And then the monkey goes back to its tribe, and then all the other monkeys have to listen to everything it says because he's the king now
2: yeah and then the monkey goes back with the glasses and then immediately does it becomes the michael kane of monkeys
1: he does he's not there to accept his oscar for hannah and her sisters because he's shooting jaws three
2: greatest story ever when he's like i didn't see good for him
1: you know what he's working he's working it's a great thing good for him that was awesome one of the
2: greatest showbiz quotes of all time is him saying I didn't see Jaws 3, but I did see the house that it
0: bought, and it's magnificent. (laughs) Ah! It's one of the greatest quotes ever.
1: Do we have more stories, Brett? Oh,
0: yeah. I got another story coming up now. This is from Samarama, Samarama.
1: Ah. Yeah. Moon Age Daydream.
0: I mooned the cast of the high school musical I was on the tech crew of from the catwalk of the theater. I was dating a guy in the cast and he dumped me, so that was my revenge. Boy, I showed him.
1: I want to know what musical it was.
2: American Psycho.
1: <laughs> I wish.
2: American Psycho. Gonna What's going to do? Some people. going to kill
1: today. me and he's going to kill you.
2: Business cards, business cards. Everybody's got a that new was business a, card. That was
1: a song. Mine's on was a paper song.
2: and you gotta check it out. <laughs> it's got embossed lettering. <laughs> 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 business cards, business cards.
1: What, the, Tom, what movie do you think would make a good musical? Hmm. That hasn't been made into a musical yet. Election that's true that would be a great musical i'm serious
2: i think that'd be you, a great one
1: it would be an amazing musical do you think there should be a song from the point of the view of the bee that stings matthew Broderick's yeah, eye I, 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 I do that'd be great <laughs> i'm a busy busy bee and i'm going about my biz biz mm-hmm. biz, biz biz look at who it is it's matthew broderick <laughs> from <laughs> film and tv he's and then gonna he's
2: he gonna, gonna a get the fool stung out of me and me <laughs> A bee named me.
1: <laughs> and there's a song called Her Pussy It Gets So Wet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that movie rules, and that line is shocking.
0: You want one more? I got one more mooning story for you. You want one more?
2: Yes, please.
0: All right, this um, this comes from a uh, Derek. Derek's mooning story. I'm gonna cue up a blue moon here. We're running out of songs, but we got one left here.
1: Not Derek the Crying Magician. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think Derek so. so. Not
2: Derek. <laughs> Is this? Yeah, not Derek Wibley from Sum Forty One. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's no last yes. name. It could be.
1: But here's my impression of the crying magician after his show closes, and he has to do other magic. Is this your card?
2: <laughs> I her <it> in
1: half. He <laughs> <laughs> got something Watch in your Watch this. You're- <laughs> Why can't the scarves stop? There's so, so many, many scarves. We
2: gotta get him on the show. Mm, okay.
1: And then we'll show him things and make him not cry. Yeah, let's hear this we'll movie story. Like
2: but now I got the some, end of
1: Old Yeller. Well, him, yeah. Should
2: we write him a letter? <laughs> Dear crybaby. Sure. <laughs> dear crybaby come on the show Tom and Julie and that's all it says now let's not bother no, him.
1: don't do that don't tweet that it'll hurt no, his feelings not. he'll no cry crying. it will make him cry I have a feeling
2: like I don't cry so much in real life
1: I mean there's almost a version of the game show Make Me Laugh called Make Me Cry
2: well that would oh my god that would be the greatest show.
1: (laughs) They show you like the end of old yeller over and over Mm -hmm. again.
0: When I was in high school, me and my best friend played in a band. My friend's little brother was the drummer. He was a freshman playing in a band with two seniors and he relished the attention he got one night after playing a show. We went to a local in and out with a few of our friends. The vibes were good until 20 to 25 members of the high school football team showed up fresh from a game And wasted no time making fun of the weird pierced kids eating burgers in peace in the corner after 20 minutes or so of the vibes getting worse we decided it was best to get in the van and leave we all got in the van and then realized that our drummer was nowhere to be found damn it where's nathaniel his brother exclaimed We then saw Nathaniel, 95 pounds, soaking wet, booking it across the parking lot, followed by every single football player. Uh, 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 The uh, joint uh, emptied uh, out uh, so uh, fast, Nathaniel uh, dives uh, into the van and says, uh, we need uh, to go. I pressed my uh, bare uh, ass. uh, I pressed my bare ass against the window where the jocks were sitting. We never drove so fast. Nathaniel was beaming, proud that he mooned the jocks. Jonathan, his brother, was fuming, lecturing him the whole time, and I was laughing. So glad... I was living in this moment.
2: That's oh my beautiful. god, that
0: rules.
1: Now I'm gonna cry. At what point in the show make me cry? Well, we'll get Mike Richards to executive produce it. Mm-hmm. Do we just start letting people bring onions?
2: Um I think maybe if you maybe an onion is like a bonus thing where are just like, and you get an onion like to help okay. you to help is like a
1: that could also be like the the quiz show scandals of the contestants on mm-hmm. make me cry fill out a form that says what you're allergic to and if it's pollen mm-hmm. and they realize that the contestants are all wearing these like corsages and they're leaning over mm-hmm. and they're saying once upon a time A little girl didn't get a puppy she wanted. The contestants is like, like tearing up. Yeah. And then they sue the network for like, everyone saw that, thought I had emotional problems.
2: Yeah. Your show makes me look insane.
1: (laughs) That story about a little girl who couldn't get a puppy and I have tears running down my cheeks.
2: I'm finding it hard to get employment now. And
1: (laughs) Mike Mike Richards is like, just try it, bitch. Like Mike Richards becomes like a unhinged monster (laughs) because he's got nothing left to lose.
2: Yeah. Mike Richards, you're welcome on this show. Anytime. Host it. Host it. Host double threat.
1: I I don't care. Be my guest.
2: I don't know. Who knew America loved Jeopardy as much as they do? Who knew? Jeopardy felt like a thing getting stuck with my grandparents. What?
1: That's why you prank you prank called them for revenge later.
2: Make me watch Jeopardy. See what happens next time your phone rings. (laughs) (laughs) I get a call from somebody trying to sell you a collie.
1: How did you disguise your voice?
2: (laughs) Well, probably like high or low. Oh, hello. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm a grown up. And I'm uh, calling and anytime any anyone identifies themselves as a grown up as a kid, because have you ever called yourself well, I'm a grown-up?
1: <laughs> Hi, um, I'm a grown-up. I was wondering what time you closed today.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yes, hello. Uh I'm a grown-up and I'd like
0: to find out. <laughs> You know we talked. We've talked about doing a prank uh, call episode of Double Thread. I mean, I wonder if that's in the cards now. I'd love to see these skills uh, dusted off and put to use. I'll do it.
1: Hello, it's me, Tiny Tim. (laughs) That's my version of a prank call. I'm not good at them.
2: Uh, I would do it. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll dust off the old.
1: (laughs) The old voice box. The old.
2: Dust off the old uh, little suction cup recorder thing, because you want to record them. I don't have any. I, rem- tapes I had
1: on one of. So. I had one of those. Do you have tapes themselves? I don't. Oh my god! Come on, yes, you do. You're just. I, I really don't. Selfish.
2: I would love it. There was one prank I did that was so good to this that pizzeria where the. There's this pizza, the, the, I worked at the music store, and these David Bowie tickets show up in the mail, concert tickets, and I realized nobody here ordered. So I look, I try, I figure out they, they delivered them to the wrong address. They had the right street number, wrong street. Very similar sounding street names. So I figure, I do all this deduction to figure out it's a pizzeria they're supposed to go to. I call, I'm like, hey, did anybody there by any chance order David Bowie tickets? And this one guy gets on, And he goes, uh, goes, yeah, that was me. Oh, my God. Those are my tickets. I was like, okay, I'll bring them by. So he drives to the pizzeria, get there. Guy, I was like, yeah, I I talked to somebody with David Bowie. He says, yeah, it's me. He takes the envelope, looks at them. He goes, I want to make sure they're all there. And then doesn't even say thank you for them. It's like, first of all. If I stole a David, one of the tickets, I'm going to be sitting next to you at the show, you moron. (laughs) The guy who brought the tickets, suddenly you have one less than you're supposed to, and then I'm at the show. It's like, how dumb. So, yeah. So I'm just like, I got to get this guy back. So I prank phone call him from the music store, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask about your pizza. Like, this is the voice I'm doing. like are the peppers fresh and like i'm like are your peppers fresh and like i was like what size pizzas do you have and it's like well we got a small medium large like how big is the large and he's like it's like 16 <laughs> inches i'm like is that radius or diameter <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's it a diameter the diameter and i just started asking what ingredients are fresh and he goes, all of our ingredients are fresh. She finally gets mad. He's like, they're all fresh. And I go, that's not what I heard. <laughs> He's like, people don't like your pizza. They say it's bad. He goes, our pizza's the best. Like I really wound the guy up good.
1: <laughs>
2: and I was just like, meh, that's a little bit old. Tom, justice, right there.
1: Do you do you regret not keeping the tickets? Or were you? No, I don't. I
2: didn't. I didn't want to see. The Glass Spider Tour, or whatever it was, <laughs> oh, come on. It was really? David Bowie at his absolute worst. at That point, gotta go see him. He's gonna come out to do Blue Jean. I just met a girl named Blue Jean. She's got electric boots. What
1: happened and, around and, and. that time? Did he run out of people to steal from? Do you think he was just watching like Richard Marx videos? I
2: think he was so hooked on maintaining the superstar status that he had finally achieved with let's dance that the stuff got so bland and commercial. He was just being as commercial as he could be. And these records were getting knocked out so quickly. Like they're, they're clearly like filled with, I just like half thoughts and stuff like his version of God only knows. Oh, my God. It's one of the oh worst.
1: God, I never heard that.
2: Brett, as a as a way to wind sure. up the show, yep. can you play yep. his? version? I may not always love you, but oh long as there are stars above you. You never need to doubt it. Like the David Bowie. He's like, dude, he's he's doing the worst David Bowie impression.
1: Yeah. It's like bad stand-up.
2: Yeah. It's just like, what would it be like if Jack Nicholson worked at uh mm-hmm. McDonald's mm-hmm. drive through Like, what if David Bowie covered the Beach Boys? If you
1: should never it really does sound like an My impersonator. My life go on. Living. The world could show nothing to me.
2: But what good so would. So be to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God only knows what I'd do without you. Terrible. That's bad. Yeah,
1: it's not good. It's not now,
2: good. I may not always love you. Do but, but, you think but, he's phoning but, it in? I think he might literally be phoning it in. <laughs> At one point, you hear the line click, and he goes, "Hold on a second And then he comes <laughs> back. And he comes back. He's just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll see, start singing it again." <laughs> Hold on, there! It's click. It's clothing, clicking again. Right? It's clicking again. I need to see who it is.
1: I have to take this. I'll call you back.
2: <laughs> I've got, he, st- he stops the. He stops the song halfway through because he yeah. says
1: he has to take
2: it. <laughs> it's it's quite important. I need to take this.
1: Hi, are the peppers fresh?
2: Are the peppers fresh? Like I was doing that voice. The peppers Literally, fresh. are your peppers fresh?
1: Like uh, droopy dog. It
2: was like droopy dog. Boy, I was having a great time back then.
1: Well, thank you for listening to our silly show.
2: Yes. Thank you for listening. This was a fun one. And we'll be back next week. If you're going to moon people, it'd be safe. That's all we ask. Be respectful and safe.
1: Make sure that the person driving is not intoxicated.
2: Yes. And that they have their eyes on the road.
1: And cover your genitals, because otherwise it's not funny.
2: Yeah. now that's just aggressive. Um, so thanks, everybody. And we will be back next week with another episode.
1: And subscribe to us and rate us on Apples.
0: And check and the merch out over at... Something. Double thread dot com double jesus tpublic.com See, it's hard to slash, do. it is hard tpublic.com slash store slash double dash threat or follow the link in and, the show notes and if you're wanting more double threat you can't get enough i threw up a little bonus clip uh from that didn't make it into last week's episode but it was a great clip uh, so, if you go back in the feed, you'll see a bonus clip about a uh, Mr. Bill lawsuit in the 1980s okay. that, that Julie talked about last week. That was a tremendous uh, clip. Uh, and that was uh, BetterHelp was nice enough to sponsor us putting out that extra clip. Um, so, maybe we'll do some more of that. Yeah. And Sounds
1: good. Buy t- by Tom's book.
0: Yes. My it book, is It Never on.
1: Available ends. at com.
2: Yes. And thank you. Bye.
1: We'll see you next week. Bye